You may have noticed when you came into the hall a day and a half ago that the chairs and the cushions were, and the mats were arranged in a slightly different shape than is perhaps familiar to some of you. It's not accidental that we formed slightly more circular rows and that uh, we invited by facing the chairs away from the wall a little a sense of being in relationship with each other. Being in relationship with a field of practice. And it's interesting how just the initial shapes or forms we take up can influence us to a considerable degree. So can just notice what that's like, that we're invited not to pretend that there aren't other bodies in this room. When the Buddha spoke of giving mindful attention to the body, to body, he spoke of internal perceptions and external perceptions of body. And so as we become, or as we're invited to become aware of, to be close to and intimate with what we could call the interior or internal bodily experience, we're not thereby invited to disregard the what we could call external bodily experience or the perception and the sense of others and how our body responds to the presence or absence of others is a significant feature of our experience. As we sit, as we tune in to this bodily experience, one of the things we become aware of is the breathing that takes place within the body. And this is something we can and will give further attention to. The breathing has the interesting function, of course beyond the most obvious and essential function of sustaining our very existence, It has also the function of sharing the very physical elements of our existence amongst us. The air that we breathe passes amongst us, equally as it passes between trees and leaves and other creatures, who likewise breathe in and release out their own contribution to the mixture of this air element. Our body is constantly in relationship with bodies around us, with elements around us. And so as we give attention to body, it's important to understand we're not doing this in a way to exclude other experience 
or in any way to create a hierarchy of value between the experience we're attending to and other realms and dimensions of experience. We're making a choice to turn our attention to this because it supports the development and the deepening of qualities of heart and mind which serve us. And therefore, in one sense, it's a very practical choice we make to attend to the body. The body has as one of its characteristics the fact that it changes much more slowly than our mind. And so we're able to see and recognize certain things through the body that initially our mind moves too quickly for us to be able to perceive. So, as we turn our attention, as we bring our attention into this vibrating sensory field of bodily experience, we start to notice the possibility of some settling the possibility of sustaining our attention more fully, more deeply. Because it doesn't move so quickly, this body. There is more possibility, support, we could say, and an invitation for resting deeply in the bodily experience. Coming to know what it is to rest wakefully, We so often associate rest with sleepy dullness, drowsiness, and that to be alert is to also be somewhat wired or tense. Attending to the body, we can begin to discover the possibility of a relaxed alertness. A quality of presence that is at ease, but in no way disengaged from what is happening. And as In the instructions yesterday, the invitation to find ways that we connect with this body, where it feels available, where we can begin to enter into the felt experience of body, without some idea of how it should be or what that should be like for us. It's okay in this practice to find what works for you within the framework that's being invited. There is no requirement that we do it a particular way. There is room for exploration, for finding what serves you within the intention of attentiveness 
and of giving oneself wholeheartedly to this process. And so we can also very usefully turn our attention to the breathing that takes place within the body, including that as part of, and clearly it is, an essential part of bodily experience. Without tightening the attention around the breath itself, or trying to take hold of any particular location in which you feel the breathing. As you sit here just now, noticing what it is that may be taking place in your body that lets you know breathing is happening. So it's not an image or a thought or an idea about breathing. It's not a picture of how it should be or an expectation or a preference we're engaging with here. It's more, how is it we know this is happening? Beyond the fact that we're alive, which tells us it must still be happening. At least sometimes in the last three minutes, it must have happened. Or we wouldn't be here. And what does that feel like? We may notice where the air is drawn into the body, through the nostrils and down the throat. We may notice what happens as the chest expands, as the diaphragm engages, as the belly rises, drawing the air in. We may notice what it's like as the diaphragm releases, as the belly drops, as the chest softens downwards. And as the air moves up and out through the body. We may notice the sense of the whole body. Affected by that rhythm. Engaged in that cycle. Which has a quality of energizing. Engaging as we breathe in. And of relaxing and releasing as we breathe out. And our whole body participates in this. And opening your attention to include the whole sense of your body, noticing what stands out for you. It may be useful to be focusing a little more with just the sense of posture, the felt contact with the earth, the uprightness of the body, the sense of alignment or not quite alignment that we might experience. Often that's a really helpful way to begin. And then just exploring a little for yourself. Does it feel useful to begin to attune your attention to the breathing within the body? And uh, the word the Buddha used, anapana, sati, mindfulness of breathing in and breathing out, I think very significant. When we think of breath, we make it into a, a thing, 
a specific object or event. And we easily relate to it in a rather limited way because of that way of understanding it. But the word, as I understand it, the Buddha used was not breath. It was breathing. Breathing in and breathing out as a whole compound expression for a process. So we're not talking about an event or a thing. We're talking about a process that's expressing itself in and through this body and equally in and through the context our body arises in and all bodies arise in, the very environment that supports and sustains us. And so the awareness of body includes awareness of breathing, breathing in, breathing out. And as we begin to settle more deeply, more fully into being here, right now, opening to and including this experience, And if you find it useful, it's okay to give more attention to the process of breathing in and breathing out. But not in such way as you find yourself tightening in the attempt to hold on to or fix upon it. It's always useful to be aware of where we tighten in response to any meditation instruction or the attempt to fulfill it. It tends to suggest some pressure we're placing upon ourselves or the experience. And if we should notice, to very gently allow yourself to relax. One of the ways the breathing serves us is it allows us to connect with the rhythm of energy in the body. And when we need more to engage, if we're feeling a little dull, not very bright, giving a little more attention to the in-breath can be helpful. Tuning into that energizing, engaging vital process of breathing in. And if we're feeling a little tight or tense or contracted, just feeling into the out-breath, the softening, relaxing, dropping quality that takes place in the body as the body breathes out. Noticing how we can at times find it supportive to pick out a particular and specific experience, a sensation that may be arising in the shoulder. 
or the lamp. In the belly or on the top of the head and just noticing, oh, this is the experience here, right now. And at other times, it can be more useful to allow the attention to be more open. Sensing more the field of experience within a region, a part of the body, the whole of the body, or even the whole space around that encompasses and includes the body. Sometimes we need a little more space. And there is plenty of space available. This remarkable capacity for attentiveness can be tuned, can be trained to open and to focus as needed, not driven by reactive patterns of grasping for or pushing away, but directed in the service of what allows us to connect more deeply with what's happening right here. And in the connecting to begin to sustain the attention with what's happening moment by moment. Connecting and sustaining. The heart, mind and body slowly come into a more unified relationship, a more settled and stable condition and capacity to receive and to see clearly what is happening. If you find strong or challenging patterns of thinking arising or emotional processes taking place, again, to not reject or judge the fact, reject the experience or judge yourself for the fact this is happening, but just for now, making the choice to not intentionally or so far as we can voluntarily engage with them so much. But to feel what's happening in your body as the thinking or emotion takes place. So we're coming back to the body, putting down for now the stories that may be connected with it or the imperatives that seem to arise from it. Not to say they aren't important or that they don't have a place, but just for now, giving yourself the space to not have to resolve, to fix or to deal with what might pull on your attention. Giving yourself the gift, the opportunity and the precious offering of this moment as a space in which 
You can simply be here. In a deepening intimacy with your life. And for now, with the life of your body primarily. And so taking a moment to consciously check in with your posture, if you haven't done so already. Clearly noting and noticing the contact with the earth of your feet on the floor, your buttocks on the cushion or the bench. That sense of contact with ground is so helpful to know we have something that supports us, that we can rest upon. And from that, connecting with earth, bringing a little attention to the pelvic region. And just checking and adjusting a little if necessary to find that place of balance where the pelvis and the lower back together come together to form a stable base for the body to rest upon. And again, as we did a little yesterday, if you find you need to just move the pelvis back and forth a little, just to see where that balance point is, where it's sufficiently engaged but not over-engaged, not under pressure, nor collapsed. And the sense of vital energy that offers to the torso. Lower back supporting the upper body, neck and head, which can then rise naturally, lifting as if light. as if the head light upon the shoulders would just gently lift, chin tucking ever so slightly in. Again, noticing what frees the neck and the jaw in that posture. Not looking for perfection or trying to do it right, but just seeing what's useful and what's possible for you right now. In practice, with our posture, but in fact with all practice. We're looking for what's useful and what's possible. And exploring what we discover in this. So the neck and the head, almost as if lifting, but not something we're doing. And then consciously allowing 
all those parts of your body that don't need to be engaged, allowing them to soften and relax, perhaps around the eyes, the temple, the jaw, the mouth, just inviting a softening and releasing. The neck and the shoulders likewise. Allowing the chest to be open and the belly soft. So the breath can flow freely, naturally, just however it does. And making the clear intention in yourself for this time of sitting meditation to bring, to gather, and to sustain your attention in this field of experience, this body sitting here on the earth and beneath the sky, this body breathing in, breathing out, just as it does. Attending at time to the specifics of this experience that may stand out to you. Noticing equally the regions or areas that may seem distant or unavailable. And equally, at times, just having a sense of the wholeness or the fullness of this experience, this body sitting, breathing in, breathing out.
And if, as you're practicing here, you notice some discomfort arising in your body, just initially seeing if it's possible to include that experience in the field of your attention. In a soft and gentle way, allowing yourself to touch that bodily experience. And you may notice a tendency to contraction, to resist. Sometimes as we breathe out, with that out-breathing, there's a relaxing quality we can bring to the region of contraction. Just inviting, allowing a softening and a releasing of the tightness. And if you find that you're able to be with the experience, with some degree of relaxation, you can explore it a little, getting to know what it's like for this body, for ourselves, when something difficult or uncomfortable is taking place. And at the same time, having permission, if it should be more than feels usefully possible for you to work with. Or if you're aware of some vulnerability, history of injury with your body, not putting undue pressure upon it, having permission to mindfully, slowly adjust your posture. To bring some ease or release if needed. And if you find yourself encountering drowsiness, Give a little more attention to the in-breath. Check that the posture is upright. Consciously engage with the lower back and the pelvis to establish a supportive platform for your body. Open your eyes if you're finding your head starting to nod. And in fact, even if you're not drowsy, I'd like you to invite you to just try another response that you may find useful. You can begin just bringing your attention to your hands, feeling your hands, what they're like just now. And then taking your attention to your shoulders, feeling your shoulders, noticing what's there for you. And then including your whole arm from the sh- arms from shoulders down to the hands and the palms of your hands. Just slowly lifting them up. And just doing that right now. Whether or not you want to or think you need to. Just seeing what it's like to lift your arms up above your head. 
ideally so the elbows get to at least the height of your shoulders. Possibly a little beyond that. And notice what that feels like. How that opens up the torso, how it opens the chest, how it lifts the body. Just feeling your hands, the palms of the hands, often a bright quality of energy comes when we do this in the hands. Now, there are no guarantees in meditation. Pretty much anything can happen. But I guarantee you will not fall asleep while you're holding your arms in the air. It's never been reported. And you can leave them there a little while if you like. You don't have to if that feels enough, but if you're actually working with sleepiness or drowsiness, heaviness, making a little effort to keep them up there beyond where it's easy is what actually helps you brighten the mind and bring energy and vitality back into the system. The mind can't make itself brighten up or energize itself so easily. But the mind can invite the body to engage in such a way that the body brightens the mind. And if you wish, you can start to gently return your arms and your hands down, or leave them up if you prefer. But just notice what it's like. The quality you may sense in your hands, in your shoulders, in your torso, in your body, and in your mind. And relaxing again into this immediate felt experience of body sitting here, breathing, just as it does. Attending to this, just as you are.
I'm curious the alms. Ah, interesting. We should stop there, shouldn't we? I, I, I won't take any more comments. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, sorry, seriously. That's lovely to hear. Yeah, it may not always be quite like that, but um, sometimes it absolutely is. And I've spent substantial amounts of time with my hands in the air, shall we say. Um, someone did say, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you can do this. This has other implications for us in some contexts. And this is just as good. Anyone else? Yeah. It felt like my chest became much more alive and right. open. Right, the chest more alive and open. I should have repeated what was said before, the sense of the, the mind brightening in a sense of actually, was it joy or delight you said? Yeah, yeah, so um, chest opening, yeah, yeah. And the opening of the chest, what I find, if you just gently let the shoulders or the elbows can just go gently backwards and it amplifies that. It doesn't need to, but I I sometimes need to because sometimes my body does this. I'm exaggerating, but the inside feeling isn't exaggerated. It's this tendency to do this. So just a gentle, and really important to do so, anything like that, very respectfully to the body, not trying to manipulate or force something to happen. Good. Perhaps one more if there was. Some of you got your hands up from doing it. But uh, did anyone else want to observe anything? Yes. I think that part that oh. you said about the body directing the mind is really, truly life-changing. Huh? And um, so especially sitting more, hmm. you know, looking for ways to quiet the mind hmm. um, when it just won't, it feels hmm. like it just won't stop. That's so incredibly helpful. Okay, great. Thank you. And so I think I asked two people at once, if you'd like to say. I felt a lot of energy mm-hmm. and life coming in and going out mm-hmm. from my hands mm-hmm. to the whole surrounding area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, there's a sense of uh, life that we connect with when we open ourselves, actually. To it. It's very much an opening movement. Thank you. So this morning... Actually, a couple of things I'd like to say um, or need to speak about. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.